three, two, one, and we are back. How's it going? My name is John, and thank you for listening. I was on a short hiatus from doing this pretty much for most of the month of August because I was so busy and because it's good to give yourself a break every so often. But today's a good one because today I want to talk about what is and is not gossip. However, before we get into that, let me just say thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. If you've been listening for a while, hey, you're wonderful. Thank you. So today's episode is kind of, well, yes, it's a return to form. It's me coming back from a short hiatus. And to be honest, I've been working on a number of them, of these episodes. So I have the notes to record a whole bunch. Let me pull up my list of ones that are ready to go. So this is one of them. I've got a whole other bunch that'll be coming up in the next few weeks. One's called The Sermon That Named Me, or sorry, The Sermon That Made Me. I'm thinking of doing a whole series on Jonah. Get this, another one on why you shouldn't think like a Christian. Another one which I'm titling The Holy Practice of Cow Tipping. Another one, Don't Ignore Your Prophet, and then another one called So I Send You. So we have a number of ones coming up all throughout the fall that are pretty much ready to go. But I wanted to kick off this week uh, by talking about words and how we speak and how we talk and whether or not we understand gossip properly. So let me get into this, all right? Uh, My name is John, and I was trained as a pastor. I am thoroughly um, interested by the writings of this guy, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who said that it's really important to try to re-understand matters of faith and life all the time. And so this is one of those ways because I actually think that Christian spirituality or Discussions of faith have become rather shallow and maybe even not necessarily bad, but they don't always seem to be helpful or get around to some practical things. And so this is one of the ways I try to do it. And so even if you aren't considering yourself someone who is religious or spiritual, that's totally fine. You can listen in on this because I think there is something good that can be learned for for anyone no matter where they are in their journey. So if you don't mind, let's get right into it because gossip is a really good topic, right? And uh, I think before we get into it, I need to just tell you why I thought this would be a good episode. Uh, In the past couple weeks, I had a number of situations in which I encountered the word gossip or just gossip itself, and I just became fascinated by it. And so I chose to take a moment and and pay attention to this phenomenon, really. And what I found is that most of the definitions of gossip that I encountered, I did not like. I just didn't think they were helpful. And so I just started with the question of, well, what is gossip? And so I started writing it down. And it was fascinating. It really was. Because, well, the first 
let me go through the reasons, all the experiences that I've had over the past like month and a half. First off, I was in the grocery store and you know in the grocery line when you're checking out, there's all those plethora of crappy magazines that are trying to tell you things that you should care about that you are completely out of your control, namely the marriages and the divorces of celebrities. And I remember sitting there, well, I wasn't sitting, I remember standing there and wondering just to myself, how many of these gossip magazines are being bought every single week? I should have asked the attendant, but I remember thinking, wow, there are people legitimately making a profit off of gossip by producing these magazines that are speculating wildly about people's lives who we know nothing about. So that's number one. Another time, I was watching the most recent stand-up bit from Jim Gaffigan, and in there he talks about how sometimes it feels like news is gossip. I'm like, whoa. And so he says, well... If you pay attention to the news, sometimes the news feels like people coming up to you and telling you something that happened to someone that you don't know about. It's like, oh my goodness, can you believe this happened? That's terrible. And then they go to the next thing, and this happened. That's terrible. And here over here, Robbie, can you say something about that? And then Robbie says something and comes back. Really, the news doesn't often feel like news. Sometimes it does feel like gossip right? And then I was at this really unique circumstance. I went to this leadership conference that was started years ago, but the leader of it was ousted as being a terrible human being behind the scenes. He was having what could have been affairs and inappropriate relationships all across the board. And yet, Up front, he was making all these leadership statements about how to be a good leader. Now, that in itself is awkward enough, but towards the end of this whole conference, someone got up and said, we need to be careful of gossip and make sure that we don't talk about this at all. And I remember thinking, whoa, that is not my definition of gossip. Gossip should not be avoided, or at least, how do I want to say this? The person that went up and said, we should not be talking about this person. I I didn't like that because there's something to be said that just because you're talking about the wrong issues or things that people have done wrong in life doesn't necessarily mean that you're gossiping about it. And sometimes people's statements of don't gossip about this is really a cover for don't bring this up. Does that make sense? So all of this episode is just about unpacking some of those experiences and asking ourselves what is and is not gossip because the words that we speak really do matter. And so what is this episode trying to solve? Like what are we trying to do in this one? What are we trying to do together, make better, to improve? Well, 
Let's guess about it. Let's say this episode is about learning how to talk and knowing who to talk to. Because if we're honest, our lives are just full of unnecessary talk and it's talk that really doesn't help anyone. And maybe that's a good understanding of gossip. It's when you talk about things and it doesn't actually help anyone. There's no solutions or whatever. And so how can we talk about uncomfortable things in life in a better way, in a more efficient way, in a way that's maybe pulling the best learnings and wisdoms out of the terrible things that happen in life? Wow, that's a big task, but we can do it. So I, I quickly scrolled through and I just looked up to see if there are Bible passages about gossip. And of course, there's a whole bunch of them, but the first one that came to my mind was this passage in James that talks about uh, a spark can set a whole forest on fire. Uh, you have to pay attention to the, the bridle that you put in a horse's mouth so you can steer the horse when you pull the reins. The rudder on a ship, it's kind of like the tongue. It can guide the whole person. But all of those passages were about speech not necessarily gossip. And so the best collection of statements about gossip actually came from the book of Proverbs, which is even older than the book of James. And it's found in the Hebrew scriptures or the Old Testament. And there it makes the difference between gossip and slander. And a slander is when you say negative things about someone else that are not true. But I think there's something to be said that sometimes we have to say negative things about other people, maybe in a truthful way, but not in a way that's slanderous and exaggerating the issue. Does that make sense? So I have a whole flow chart drawn out right here in front of me because gossip or sharing the news are very different things. They both have to do, like let's say uh, a house went up for sale down the street. You sharing that information with someone else would be you sharing some news. That's not necessarily gossip, that's news. And so news is neutral. But if you were to say, I think they sold the house because there was a murder done in there by the creepy person that lived there. That could be an exaggeration. You don't know that for true. And so that becomes gossip. That becomes slander. It's more than just passing on the news of what happened. It's something else. And it's an exaggeration and a narrative and a story that's not really true, you know? And so here we go. I'm going to go through this little flow chart. It's not going to take us long, maybe less than like four minutes, hopefully. And so I've divided this up. Sharing of information is usually exactly what conversation is. That's what this is about. This is the sharing of information. You're listening to this right now. Now, let's say you know someone that goes through a really bad situation. Or let's say you know someone who comes up to you with some piece of juicy information some sort of gossip or slander about someone else. Well, here's a few things to keep in mind. 
when we share information, when we talk with one another, there's usually kind of two designations of people. There's either one, those that can't help the situation, and two, those who can help the situation. Make sense? And so sometimes it's really helpful in the middle of a conversation to ask whether or not we are sharing information with someone that can actually help or actually can't help. Because that's the first deciding factor as towards whether or not you are giving into gossip or I'm giving into gossip. Because let's break it down. Let's say you share some information with someone that really can't help. They're probably prone to doing one of two things if they aren't people that can help it. One, <laughs> they can't um, they can't keep it to themselves. Let's say you're going through a divorce and you share this information with someone who really can't do anything to help you. And then they go to other people and share it with more people that can't do anything to help. Well... That's the passing on of information, but it's not really helpful, right? And then sometimes we might share a situation with someone and they can't help. Maybe they don't know what to say, but maybe they make it worse because gossip is kind of like anxiety. It seeks to maintain momentum. It's kind of like when you run up to a group of people and be like, oh my goodness, can you believe that Jeremy did this? And let's say the whole group are like, oh my gosh, yeah, I can't believe it. And they respond with the same level of excitement about the gossipy information. That's exactly what gossip seeks to do. It seeks to maintain its momentum. And sometimes there are people in the world that get addicted to sharing gossip because they love being the one that shares that juicy information and then gets all the attention from the six people. Oh my gosh, tell us more. Sometimes people tell gossip because they're really looking for a different kind of attention and they don't know how to get the right kind of attention so they invent slander and lies and they exaggerate things about other people. That might be you. That might be me on my bad days too. But That's one of the things that we need to shift away from our conversations. Be careful of these two things. One, sharing information with people who will probably share it with other people. And then be careful of sharing things with people just because you're looking for an equal amount of validation back from them. Now I say this because Well, what about when we talk with people who can do something about it, right? Sometimes we have to share information with people um, who know how to listen, but they won't share it. That's kind of like when you sit down with one of your best friends over like a beer or a glass of wine or whatever, and you unpack the events of the week. And you trust that one friend to not share it with anyone else. That's not really gossip because that person is containing it and they're being a safe person to share this, what some people could say is juicy information, but 
let's be honest, that's like a good friend. That's like a mentor that you're sharing an issue with. And that's even a counselor. And let's say you go to a, a therapist and you just sit down in the same room. Maybe you don't have beer or wine because that would be illegal and against practice. But every so often, we need to sit down with people and unpack the events of the week with a close confidant that won't share it and won't necessarily respond in a way that keeps you ramped up. Does that make sense? Now, that's really helpful if you have someone that you can just vent to and it goes nowhere. That's not gossip. That's actually just having a good friend. Now, there might be other times when you share something with someone and they can give a thoughtful response. And they can maybe even actively help you strategize about how to respond. It's not gossip if you go to someone asking for their input and they are actually qualified to give input. They actually have some degree of wisdom to share a response to that situation. That's not gossip. Now, in some sense, even prayer can kind of be like this. When we take our issues to to prayer or meditation or something like that, it's kind of like we're releasing all this pent-up energy into something that, or into someone that won't really take it anywhere but might actually calm us down. And so I think one of the main differences between gossip and then helpful talking about things is whether or not you stay ramped up at the end of it all. Let's say the conversation wraps up and you keep being ramped up about the issue. You may very well have just given into gossip rather than helpful conversation. And again, this whole episode is about trying to have helpful conversation. I mean, if we want to take it very personally, let's say, or or give a, a practical example to this, about a week and a half ago, the Catholic Church let out a gigantic, oh man, study that there were decades of sexual abuse by Catholic priests in Pennsylvania. I mean, it's horrific. The whole issue, the whole issue is just terrifying, and it's unfortunate. But I wonder how many of the situations were kept secretive because people said, oh, we know about this, but don't gossip about it. And So sometimes, like I said before, this admonition to not gossip becomes a way of just shoving the issues under the blanket, under the carpet, you know? When actually, when situations come up, It's not that we need to sweep them under the rug and not talk about them. And it's also not that we just go around to people that can't help the situation. It's when you find out about stuff, you have to go to people who can make a difference. You have to go to people that can help you diffuse and unpack the situation. You have to go to people who can help come up with a thoughtful response to a situation. And I think that's a really important thing because a lot of hurt has been happening in the Catholic Church because 
no one was willing to speak truthfully and no one was willing to hear truthfully what was going on. And so this whole episode is really trying to be about, like I said before, learning how to talk and knowing who to talk to. I think if you were to be in a situation and you notice someone is having a conversation and they're bringing up information to you about scandal or, or something else and you can hear it, that they're actually their motivation for sharing this information with you is because they're actually starting to give into gossip. They're trying to exaggerate. They're trying to maintain their momentum about this information, here's like four different understandings of of ways that you can respond. They're just mental pictures. So here you go. If you're ever in a conversation and someone comes up and you realize they're starting to give into a, a gossipy type conversation where they're sharing information, but they're kind of looking for you to spread it, or they are looking to not really get a advice about how to respond to the issue or to reply to it, you can do one of four things. One, imagine yourself like an avalanche trench. For instance, on the side of skiing mountains, sometimes uh, mountaineers will go up and they'll purposefully dig trenches or they'll use explosives to have a moderated avalanche that creates a pocket so that when the avalanche above the pocket starts it'll slope down the mountain but it'll fall into the trench and it won't continue there might be times in your life when you need to be like an avalanche trench that juicy new information might come to you and you know what you just let it fall into you and you don't carry it on You don't need to share that information with other people that can't help or can't learn from the situation. Another one is you can also be like a brick wall in that conversation. Let's say someone comes up to you and has got some juicy information and they're not really willing to learn from it or try to have some thoughtful response. You can just be a brick wall. Imagine a bike ghost riding down a hill and it just slams right into a brick wall. It loses all momentum because you choose not to give into it because you notice that the other person wants to keep going on this topic and they're not really willing to come up with a response or to learn from the issue. Hmm. Or let's say a third image to keep in mind is you can be like a fog. Imagine a thick fog rolling in like in a horror movie and you pick up some stones and you throw the stones into the fog. It's just... And the stone just disappears. It doesn't throw the rock back. Sometimes I think we need to be like fogs for our friends. That sometimes they've got some stuff that they they need to work through. And you can just absorb it and not let it affect you. And not give in to this desire to maintain momentum. And then the last one is really just a protective dam. This is the fourth image that came to my mind. I guess it's similar to an avalanche trench. 
But dams are, are built in such a way that they obviously are meant to restrain water flow. But you know what? There's something that happens every spring when snow melts, water levels rise in the rivers, and the dam has got to be taller than the swell that happens every spring. And so I would encourage you to try to at least have the mental picture of trying to be like a tall dam. That when the water levels rise, you know, the anxiety rises, when the juicy information rises, stand taller than all of it. And don't let it overwhelm you, overthrow you, or flow over you, and then spill out and drown a whole town. That's a really good image, I think. But one last thing. I made mention of a few times already. But when you're in a situation and someone comes up to you with some juicy information, one of the things that you really need to pay attention to is what do I have to learn from this? Because when I was at this leadership conference and they're talking about how the leader of this whole initiative was recently found to be doing some inappropriate things, My first instinct was not to shut down conversation about it and ignore it, but in fact, I think it would have been really helpful for the whole conference to ask, what can we learn from this? And I think learning or taking a posture of learning is something that can can take gossip and like riding a bull or breaking in a wild horse, it can actually wrestle the gossip into something kind of redemptive in some way is that it takes the slander that some people might be trying to maliciously maintain and take it and throw a lasso around it and rein it in and then say, we are going to wrestle this thing to the ground until it's helpful. Until we have a solution, possibly, or at least until it calms down the other person that brought it to us but also rein it in so that this can become a learning experience. And I only say this because, well, how do I want to word this? We should not avoid talking about the hard things, but instead should talk about the hard things in such a way that we can learn from them. And we should talk about the hard things in such a way that it's a constructive conversation rather than a destructive conversation. Because gossip is inherently destructive. But to take the unfortunate circumstances of priests abusing their power and privilege and authority, that needs to be wrestled into a learning experience so that things can change. And the sharing of information can either be, one, destructive if it's gone about in the, with the wrong motivations, but it can also be wrestled into something that can be a really good learning experience. It might be a really difficult or hard or awkward conversation, but it's ultimately that's what's going to help things improve. So be careful. And I don't mean this like glibly, but just be careful of the conversations that you're having with other people. 
and ask yourself, if you're bringing up the negativity that maybe you experience at work or with a spouse or with your friends, be careful of sharing things just for the purpose that who you're telling it to will spread it to other people. Be careful of sharing things with other people because you're looking for their attention and for people to surround you because you've got something to say that is addictive to everyone else, just like those crappy magazines in the grocery store. But instead, when you do have conversations, try to speak with people that you know will keep your confidentiality. And then try to maintain confidentiality for other people as well. Try to speak about difficult issues with people that you know can give a thoughtful response or can actually be a part of fixing the problem. And then maybe do the same thing for other people. Help other people come up with a thoughtful response. Or actively be a part of the solution without being triangulated in the midst of all of it. And then maybe learn to to talk about the tough issues of life with a learning posture. Because if you take the posture of learning, then all of a sudden gossip isn't really gossip. It's almost like it's lost its motivation and its motivations have changed to be something to be learned from rather than to be something to be... (laughs) addicted to, to ride like a roller coaster, you know? So I hope this was at least helpful. I don't know by the end of this, maybe you could shoot me an email or a response, but pay attention to the words that you say and pay attention to the words that other people say to you. And maybe every so often ask yourself the motivations for why you want to keep talking about hard things or Or maybe ask yourself, why is it that I avoid talking about the right things? And then ask yourself whether or not you are responding to situations with a posture of learning from them or from a posture of just wanting to ride the roller coaster of gossip. Because that doesn't help anyone, right? I mean, our words create worlds, just like from Genesis 1. God creates the whole world, all of the worlds, from his words. And so for that reason, I think we should be careful about our words as well. So that's all. This is (laughs) maybe not a triumphant return, but I hope it was helpful. And uh, we'll be back with some more upcoming episodes. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Thank you for listening. I'm amazed every time I look online and I see this counter say that people are actually listening to this. So may grace and peace be with you. May you find your speech to always to be helpful and profitable. And may you always have a posture of wanting to learn from the difficult conversations. And may you, man, may you also be an avalanche trench or a thick fog, or like a protective dam. And may you be a good friend to your friends. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. So much love to all of you. We'll catch you next time.